Hello, and welcome to The Advantage Investor, a Raymond James Limited podcast, a podcast that provides perspective for Canadian investors who want to remain knowledgeable, informed, and focused on long-term success. We are recording this on July 19th, 2023. I'm Chris Cooksey from the Raymond James Corporate Communications and Marketing Department. And today, Portfolio Manager Neela White returns to discuss the solo senior. Neela has been on the podcast many times before sharing her knowledge and experiences on these sorts of topics. So I encourage you to investigate the archives to check those episodes out. Welcome back to the Advantage Investor, Neela. Hope your summer is going swimmingly. Hi, Chris. It's good to be back. And yes, uh, I was just having a conversation on how fast and fun this summer seems. And I'm trying to make a conscious effort to slow down time in my mind. Enjoy each day. I think that's a great goal because yeah. uh, I don't know about you, but as I get older, time seems to move faster. Yes. I'm not sure why you get closer to the end and, <laughs> and, and that happens, but you know, I guess, uh, I guess that's fairly normal. Yeah. Now you and I were talking and you had mentioned you had done a presentation recently and many people came up to you afterwards and asking questions and ideas around being a solo senior. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look into those situations. Uh, we look forward to hearing your advice on those, uh, uh, advice you'd give those people. Mm-hmm. Um, does that sound good? It, it does. It does. And in, indeed, you're correct. Uh, I was in uh, doing a presentation in Burlington. We had a fabulous uh, turnout for a, a beautiful warm day in July. And yeah, it, and it was both a, a female and a male question. Uh, men and women were asking um, what to do because, you know, whether it be through divorce, whether it be through estrangement, whether it be through death of a spouse, um, there's many reasons why you choose or you become a solo senior. And it also could be, you know, while you were married, you did have children, but the children are mobile and they've moved to different provinces or different cities uh, for employment, in which case you are essentially aging on your own. And I think it poses a bit of a different um, a different, and maybe a bit more um, uh, in-depth and circular planning that you need to do because you need to be able to um, surround yourself with the support system that you're going to need and you need to do it ahead of time just because you know cultivating relationships um, investigating things it's not uh, a 24-hour turnaround it takes time to find where you're comfortable and who you're comfortable with so I think you know, a couple of the comments that I made to the seniors that were asking me about this is, um, you know, what should they be planning for? And, you know, the people were in and around uh, 65 to 75 and one fellow was 89. And it it's, it's the same as what you'd be planning for in a as a couple or within a relationship. And it would be um, financial planning. You need to make sure you have the resources available um, for what and how you want to age emotional support. And I think that's one of the, um, one of the areas that becomes discounted. Uh, You know, I'm fine being a loner. I'm fine existing within my four walls. And tons of studies um, are reflecting that this actually causes a whole host of uh, emotional issues and health issues. So I think that's a very important, possibly, um, uh, possible area that's not taken as seriously it should be and Mm -hmm. also physical well-being we've heard it we know it uh movement physical activity um walking uh dancing anything that keeps you moving instead of lying down or sitting a lot will only do great things for your health and for your emotional stability as well so Uh, i think those are a couple really basic easier ones to deal with 
I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, off the top there, when you're talking about solo seniors and the definition of what a solo senior would mm-hmm. be, um, I immediately thought, uh, you know, a spouse or a significant other. But uh, I think that's a really important point. Point: A solo mm-hmm. senior could be someone who doesn't have many friends or mm-hmm. whose children have moved away. Or mm-hmm. like you said, it's more the, I don't know if you would describe it as the environment you're in, but, um, you know, the whatever the situation you're in, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. you have those necessary um, social inputs and social support uh, in order to achieve what you're uh, looking to do. And mm-hmm. then if we start thinking about planning, of course, mm-hmm. if you have a spouse um, and you have a one bedroom condo, say, um, mm-hmm. if you're single, you may have that one bedroom condo. So planning becomes, I guess, um, very important because paying for said condo on one uh, group of funds is right. is different than two funds. Is is right. that am I am I getting that actually, Neil? You know, you know what, and it is. I mean, obviously, when when you are sharing expenses because maybe there's uh, two pensions coming in, um, or you know, there's the ability to uh, cost divide and stuff like that. Things become more affordable. Um, but it does be it does become an issue when all of a sudden you go from X input to X input, but your expenses are still the same. So I, I think it's really one of those ideas that you also need to look at. Um, what is your ultimate budget when you retire? How does that budget change? And it's things like looking at is where I'm currently living still going to be affordable? Um, is it a place where I can age? Can I bring in care? Can I afford? To bring in care if I can't. What have I established as my workaround? What is my plan B with the budget that I have? So I think budgeting becomes very, very important um, when you are a solo senior, as well as um, I think, you know, one of the bigger ideas is where am I going to get the support I need? Are you um, in a neighborhood where there is a hospital, where there is a dentist, where there is a church or a community center, um, where there's a mall, so that it is a supportive, accessible environment, as mm. opposed to maybe you're living uh, in a remote area, which is fine right now because you're able to drive and you're able to go to those um uh, amenities, but it does change and it could change, obviously, as we all know, it could change at the drop of a dime. So I think it's one of those things if, you know, if you're aging and you're in that type of area, that's great. I think your next step, if you're already in that area, is to look further into the area to say, okay, if I need care, does my budget support me moving into retirement living? If it does within your area, you know, on the weekend or um, on a weekday, Go for a tour. Take a look at what it looks like, what it feels like. And and oftentimes when you go for a tour, they'll actually invite you to stay for lunch. So you get an idea about the food. But do that investigating before, again, the need arises, especially, too, if you're thinking of long-term care. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's maybe some existing issues right now where the prognosis on those issues is that it will decrease your um, independence, I think it's one of the things that you should look at because we know we're hearing in the news right now about the lack of accessibility of long-term care or when you put you know on your list that here's the five homes that I want most people have never investigated the homes they're putting down they're just putting it by okay this is um, closest 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 as opposed to closest may not always be the best Mm -hmm. so you'd want to do all of these things within your community Um, ahead of the need and especially if you're a solo senior because what you do have to look at is who will 
be the person helping you out, maybe um, picking up your groceries, maybe taking you to the doctor's appointment, uh, to the pharmacist to pick up your prescription, all of those things you want to have assigned with a buddy system or however you're going to work around within your social network um, to make this plan work to maintain your independence as long as possible. Yeah. And those are great, great points. Um, I think really in general, um, don't be forced into the decision. Yes. Try some stuff out ahead of time. Yeah. I know my wife and I recently uh, have spoken about, um, we've lived in our house for a while now and mm-hmm. real estate prices being what they are. You know, you, every so often you think about cashing out and move, moving, mm-hmm. but my wife has health considerations. So how far can you really go? And are you making that advantage? And of course, I'm not a solar senior yet or at all um, at this stage, but um, you know, these, these are very important uh, mm-hmm. things to consider. And, and probably like if you're feeling good, and active and all that stuff, you may not be thinking about that side of things. Um, and it's really important to plan for that, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I, th- I think that's one of the, the um, conversations that we need to normalize more. I mean, a lot of people there is this difficulty or this, this emotional hurdle of having that conversation about what will I look like when I require help? Most people don't like asking for help. Um, they feel awkward. They feel that it somehow um, uh, weakens them, as opposed to if this is a normal conversation saying, hey, right now, my biggest worry within the house we're in right now is stairs. We have quite a few stairs and I have issues with my knees because I have rheumatoid arthritis that I do think, hey, our next move can't include all of these stairs. Mm. What are the other issues? Uh, the other day, um, I was watering the garden and brought in some water on the kitchen tiled floor. Oh no! Almost slipped, caught myself, but you know, wrenched my back enough that I thought, "Oh my gosh, if I had landed flat on my back and I was alone in the house, and I couldn't go to a phone, how long would I be lying on the floor before I um, felt safe enough to get back up?" Right. Presuming I'm not hurt. So I think you also want to look at things like. Um, Safety systems, medical systems, you know, um, fall alert systems are great, especially if you're living in a house by yourself. That way somebody's alerted to um, you needing help. I think alarm systems, Mm -hmm. you know, just to make sure that the uh, doors have an alarm system, um, especially if somebody knows that you're living on your own. I think that's a good thing. Fire too, being right into that same system as well. You know, fire, carbon monoxide, those are important things. And I think also having a call-in system. So whether you have um, family that's close to you or friends, I think it's a good idea that if you know somebody who's living on their own or you yourself are, arrange a call system where every day, um, you know, somebody calls in the morning to make sure everything's okay. It doesn't have to be a long phone call. Hey, happy Wednesday. How's everything going? Good, good. Mm. Okay. Talk to talk to you talk to you this evening, and just do a check-in system. That way, when there's you know one or two missed calls, that somebody's alerted that something may be happening to you on your own in your house. That makes sense. So you have your official safety things like like we mentioned alarm mm-hmm. systems and mm-hmm. and um, you know you and I both grew up around the same time and the remember those commercials about the falling mm-hmm. and I can't get up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, type situations. But, yes. you know, when you're young, that seems so foreign. But as you mentioned, mm-hmm. like I, I, I've slipped recently as well. And, uh, you know, you start, you start realizing that maybe, maybe, uh, you know, there are some things we should be putting in place here to make sure we're all feeling safe mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
Um, so, you know, this has been a great conversation. And and to me, it comes back to, to, to what we talk regularly about, you know, relying on your financial planner, relying on your, you know, portfolio manager slash advisor, be honest with them, let them know mm-hmm. what's going mm-hmm. on so they can help. You know, they may have a great network or probably have a great network of potential advice um, and, and things to do. So um, is there anything else you'd like to leave the uh, listeners with? You know what? It, it's something that um, I constantly mention to everyone. Start the conversation today. This idea of of the the superstition of if I if I ta- start talking about it today, it's going to happen. Right. Okay. That would be like if I talked about winning the lottery, it's going to happen. Does it happen? No. Right. Okay. So, so I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Stop. Stop talking about that as the financial plan. It's not. But I think it's just really important to start little bits of these conversations as frequently as need be, so you get comfortable with the wording and comfortable with the idea, and you start developing a comfort and a rough plan that one day you can actually sit down and say, okay. Here are my health conditions. Who needs to know this information? Here's where my documents are. Who needs to know this information? That by thinking about it and translating those thoughts to paper, it's the start of a plan. Right. Right? It doesn't have to be a long, hard, emotional conversation. It could be drips and drabs. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest risk in your house? Okay, take care of that risk and know that the next place you're going to go, make sure that risk isn't there. Same with your finances, same with the emotional well-being. Where do I find myself at greatest risk? You know, is it is it a Sunday evening when I don't have a routine or something like that? Put stuff in place and recognize those things. Um, that way you're, you're supporting yourself as best as you can. And when you do that, you're then able to convey to the people around you who are part of your plan how they can best help you and support you as well. These plans are like insurance, right? They're there mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in case mm-hmm. something happens and you don't have to start from zero and figuring stuff out. Correct. Yes. Well, Neela, I always learn a lot. The listeners always learn a lot when we speak with you. I hope you'll join us again soon. Um, so thank you very much for taking the time today. Thanks for having me and have a great summer. And I look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Sounds great. Reach out to us at the Advantage Investor Pod at RaymondJames.ca. Subscribe to the Advantage Investor on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please contact your advisor with any questions you have. On behalf of Raymond James and the Advantage Investor, thank you for taking the time to listen today. Until next time, stay well. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Statistics and factual data and other information are from sources Raymond James Limited believes to be reliable, but their accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information is furnished on the basis and understanding that Raymond James Limited is to be under no liability whatsoever in respect thereof. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any product and should not be considered tax advice. Raymond James advisors are not tax advisors and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax related matters. Securities related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited, member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member of Canadian investor protection fund.